first of all, you might think this is going to be the shortest sermon ever because right off the bat, I'm going to get to the devotion. And there's a reason for that. So I know a lot of you won't be able to see this, but I have this hanging up in my garage. It says, be still and know that I am God. I also have it hanging up in our house with this little one. So I'm going to put this right here so I can see this. Um, it's kind of ironic that, you know, when you come up and you want to do a sermon on peace, that the, the person giving the sermon is anxious. Um, I was just, I've been processing this for, Brian, Brian broached this subject with me about five months ago, would I, would I like to, to do this? And my answer was, absolutely. Um, I'm excited about doing it. Uh, it's been an honor well, let me say, it's, it's, uh, first, let me give you a little background on myself real quick. I promise it won't be long. I've been married to a lovely lady, Tracy, for 37 great years. We've been coming here eight or nine years. Um, we lead a really great small group. Um, but I'm one of those that started my spiritual journey a lot later in life. It really wasn't until my late 30s that I, I totally understood who God was, what Jesus did, and it's really, that's when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, was really in my late 30s, almost 40. I am 61 years old. I am still on my journey today. You all are on the same journey. A lot of you are probably farther along than me, um, but I'm on that journey. And the cool thing about doing this sermon, besides all of the anxiousness of, of, uh, of preparing, is the preparing part. I listened to so many sermons on peace. I met with Brian a number of times. I really, really felt, and I'm feeling it today, even though I've got my sign there, I do feel a sense of peace. And I'm going to tell you what I learned, how I got it, and I'm, and I'm hopeful. The reason why I share that, the little personal information with you is because at the end of the day, what I hope is, is when this sermon is done is that the subject matter of peace is something that you want to go home and study and learn more about. I mean, I don't know what Brian and DJ, when they preach all the time, I don't know if they have an end in mind. But my end is when you walk out, you're going to say, hey, I want to do this or that. You know, that you don't just leave and, oh, that was either good or bad, depending on how you felt it, you know. But you want to, you want to learn more about it. And let's face it, this subject matter peace of all the different aspects of the singular fruit is so relevant today. In the world we live in today, I don't know that there is another aspect of the, of the fruit that's, I want to use that word again, relevant, important, impactful than peace. So um, I am, I, uh, I promised Glenn, my friend over there, I would not read the sermon. I'm not going to. But unlike Brian, who's done it three or four hundred times, I am going to have to refer to notes because that's just who I am. Uh, I am, you know, here's a spoiler alert. I am not a seminary trained pastor. I sell packaging for a living. And, um, uh, but, but what I also do, what I'm also really grateful, on is this, grateful for is this journey I'm on. And um, so sit with me. I am going to be a little direct. And, and, and by the way, every time I use the word you, I meant to say me as well. So whenever I use that pronoun, 
I or you or me. It's all of us because I'm on the same journey you are. Um, all right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak from the stage this morning. Let the words that come out of my mouth help those on their journeys and bring you the glory you deserve. Amen. All right, I thought I'd start off with a uh, list of some, I don't know, how about some uplifting subject topics? We ready? Let's start. Yeah, it's getting serious. I get that. The laughter's going down, but that's, that is the world, folks, we live in today. And I realize some of you are going through some of these issues yourself. It's not meant to be funny per se, but it's meant to say these are what we deal with day in, day out. It's everywhere. You cannot get a, a, avoid these subject matters. And for most of us, any one of these causes us to be anything less than peaceful. Um, again, I, I, I want to I stress again that this subject matter, I'm, it, it is just so timely. I'm grateful that of all the different things that I could have, Brian could have asked me to speak on, I get to address this one today. I really am because um, I hope that when you leave, you may be better equipped to, uh, to deal with some of these. Um, so the first thing I would say, one, one way that you can, one way you, let's put it this way, one way you cannot achieve, that's probably a double, double negative, you cannot achieve peace is by pretending these don't exist or just, um, you know, overlooking them. It's, that's, you're never going to get there by avoiding these subjects. First of all, it's almost impossible to do. And the other thing I'd say is, in many of these cases, in, in these instances, you have opinions, you have thoughts, and it's, it's okay. And, and in some cases, it's it, to have some righteous anger for those, uh, you know, that, that especially on subjects that you real, feel strongly about, it's okay. You know, you, you can be angry when someone really, like, like shootings. You know, the, the, the shooting last week in Highland Park. Uh, only a few people know, but I actually have a gentleman that works on my team, lives up there. He was there. He got up and had to run. In fact, on, on one of the news pictures, he sent us uh, a shot of the, the, uh, the place where his chair was turned over. So was I angry about this shooting? Sure, I, I was. Um, my point is, is you, we just can't overlook these. They're here. So how do we deal with it? How do we achieve inner peace with all these things going on? Um, oftentimes, when Brian and DJ and others get up, they, they ask a rhetorical question. Have you noticed that? They do that all the time. That's actually a good way to get started. Um, but I'm going to turn that around. Today I'm going to say, I've asked myself over the last three or four months, hey, Chuck, am I at peace? And the answer to that is yes, but I have to work at it. And, and maybe I could also add not always. Um, okay, there's a couple of times when I'm going to really slow down when I talk. And that means that's my way of trying to, in a subtle way of saying, okay, this is where you guys really have to pay attention, okay? Because uh, I'm going to say something that I think is pretty profound. Um, 
And it's one of those things you can work with, you, you can take away. Now, whether it's profound or not, ultimately, I guess that's up to you. Um, but let's talk about peace. First of all, there, there are two kinds of peace. There's internal and then there's external. Internal is the way we feel. You know, our, our, let's leave it at that. It's really the way we feel. External is more of how we exhibit that peace that we feel, how we interact with others. It's a tangible thing. In some cases, that, that, that external peace can be tangible. Um, all right, here's, here's the, uh, the profound statement here. Internal peace comes from knowing, this is a big, big point here, internal peace comes from knowing who God is, what he's done, what he's promised us, and what's in store for us. Um, I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> you mentioned ums in your thing. I'm thinking, oh, I got I to watch ums. You know, I got to, let me, we're getting right back to peace. I, I, I promise. But I, uh, a couple weeks ago when, when John Ryan came up here, he said, hey, on the way over here, my prayer to God was, God, I hope I don't suck. You remember he said that? And I was driving here today thinking, oh, I hope I don't suck. But um, anyway, back to peace. Internal peace comes from knowing who God is. It's the promises he's made, all he has done for us, and all that he promises to do. All right, internal peace. Each of you probably has your own definition, but I think it's safe to say that we all want to have inner peace. We want to be able to interact day in and day out and not be on, on medication, stay in bed, avoid people. Um, you know, we want to be able to live our lives in this environment but still have a sense of peace. And I'm here to tell you today, God allows us to do that. It's a gift he's given us, all of us. Um, all right, this isn't going to surprise you. To no one's surprised, the gospel has a few things to say about peace. Can we go to the next slide, Aaron, please? So Isaiah 9, 6. For, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Okay, so the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And here's where I'm going to take a, take a break. I'm going to go back to my journey. Maybe the same journey as you want. I don't know about you, but oftentimes I sit just where you are, and Brian, DJ, others that come up here, they use words, shalom's one, sovereignty, which we're going to get to in just a second. They use words that, oh, you know what? I've heard that word a lot. I probably should know what it means, but I'm definitely not going to admit to my neighbor, I don't really know what that word means, you know? Um, and so me and my, you know, one of the gifts God gave, you know, is, is I, I, it, I don't mind asking someone, hey, I don't know what that word really means. Um, shalom's one of those words I've heard a lot. So Shalom and peace are, are uh, I, I want you to show you some of the characteristics of shalom. We're just going to scroll through the list here. Wouldn't you like to go through a day or a week with four or five of those that resonate within you, that you, you could say, I'm, I'm, I'm at the state of shalom, tranquility, prosperity, harmony, lack of worry. I'm telling you, 
I, I believe God wants us to be in this state at all times. And he, through his word and through scripture, he's allowed us to be there, to, to, to achieve this. All right, how? Um, Well, it's, I go on to say, who wouldn't want to have this or experience it on a regular basis? I would. Um, another, uh, another key point. As I was doing some research, one of the, the definitions I read about inner peace said, when the mind and the spirit are in sync. Just let that sink in for a second. Because I know it's, you know, when the mind... And the spirit within us are in sync. When we allow the spirit that we've talked about so far, when we allow that spirit to guide our mind, we can have that sense of shalom, that sense of peace. All right, so all those, uh, all those issues that we have that, you know, we're not going to go back to it, that first slide you know, that with all of the things that, that we worry about today. I often ask myself, why, why do those exist? Why in God's world do they, those issues exist? And I, I don't have the answer for that. But what I do know and gives me some comfort is, is Christ, Jesus himself, told us we're going to have issues. Uh, can we go to the next slide, please? Yeah. John 16 I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So by definition then, peace is not the absence of trouble. Think about that. It's not the absence of trouble. Because if we wait for all these troubling issues to go away, we're never going to be at peace. It's not the absence of trouble, it's the presence of God. Jesus says he has overcome the world. He's overcome the world. Can I get an amen? amen. I've always wanted to say that, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> but think about it, he, he has overcome the world. Uh, okay, so Chuck, you might say, I get it, Jesus has overcome the world, yet I still struggle with being at peace. You might be asking me, how do I get this sense of inner peace? What am I doing wrong? Are you going to be able to tell me how I get this sense of inner peace? Some of you are likely wondering, this guy's got to be kidding me. Am I, is he going to give me a sense of inner peace today? Well, uh, I've, as I was preparing, I thought the same thing. They may be thinking, you're, you're, uh, you're, you know, it's your first sermon up. To, uh, to, to get everybody to leave here with a sense of inner peace. That'd be a pretty good first sermon, by the way. Um, uh, but it's, it's, um, it's something that, you have, that we and myself have to, have to work on. Um, all right, so, but let me, let me try to, to answer that. Uh, the, it gets back to the spirit. The, the, the way that God has allowed us to achieve a sense of inner peace is to, when we allow the Spirit, and that's what we've been talking about these last few weeks, that supernatural Spirit that's within us, when we allow that Spirit to guide our minds, to guide our minds and our hearts and our thinking, when we allow that 
and we start to focus on that, we can achieve inner, inner, inner peace. We need to invite the Spirit to work within us. We, here's an obvious statement. We are not at peace because we're anxious. Why are we anxious? I would say in, in many cases, we become anxious because we're not in control. We like to be in control of things. All those issues that I threw up there, and most of all of those, we're not in control of those. So we become anxious or, or uh, you know, filled with anxiety because we're not in control. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? Key word in this verse. You are not your own. So how many of us can go through and think, you know, I'm not my own? Most of us, that's going to be a struggle for, a struggle for us to, to think that way, that we're not our own. When we give control to the Spirit, and that's what God asks us to do, we are saying, okay, God, you're in control of my thoughts, of my actions, what comes out of my mouth. We give control to the Spirit. So are you comfortable? I wrote down, are you comfortable with someone else taking over? I got to ask myself that often. I do know, though, that when I... When I have a sense of inner peace, it's most often the times where I'm, I'm, maybe I'm on my knees, it's maybe when I'm just reflecting, it's when I do allow God to take over my, my thoughts and primarily my thoughts. That's when I become peaceful, have that sense of inner peace. We need God's Spirit to help us continually focus on who God is and what he's done. Inner peace comes from knowing and reflecting upon. Key here, folks. Comes from knowing and reflecting upon, using my mind, something I must do on a regular basis, that circumstances are temporary and that God is sovereign over all. I need to let God, through his spirit in me, help me control my thoughts and bring me to a spot where I can acknowledge all of the worldly issues, but also acknowledge that our God is sovereign, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I need to think that, and I need to constantly remind myself of that to help me with those, those, uh, those worldly issues. That, for me, helps me. When I understand that those issues are temporary, God is sovereign, he's in control, they're temporary, and there's a much better place ahead for us. That's what allows me to have some inner peace. Okay, sovereign. It's another one of those words. You hear it 100,000 times. And, but if someone asked me, would you define that? And I'd be nervous, like, I don't know if I really know. I'm going to help you with that. There we go. Some, some uh, definitions or descriptions I found. I'm not going to read them all. You can see it. Um, oh, can we go back to it? That was when I said I wasn't going to read them all. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, so I guess what I, want, what I want to try to get across is 
we call God sour, if we truly believe that in our hearts and in our minds, that he's the supreme ruler, he's in control of all things, nothing happens in this universe that is outside of God's influence and authority. Nothing. School shootings, CRT, uh, the, uh, the, the right to life movement, financial issues, church issues, nothing is outside of his control. He can do all things and accomplish all things. He is the ultimate source of all power, authority, and everything exists. Folks, I would tell you, I don't know how someone can read that list and think, if I believe in this God right here, if I believe in that God, then these worldly issues, although they're serious and significant, I'm not going to be restless because I know that my God is in control. Thank you. That is what gets me through the day-to-day issues that we face. It truly, it truly does. So am I at peace today? Yeah, it is. But I'd also say I have to work at being at peace. I really do. I have to work at it. It's not something that I can read a, I can read a scripture verse, I can hear a really good sermon on peace, um, walk out that door and say, okay, I can check peace off my box. I'm at peace. I can't. It, it's being, it's focusing my mind, and hopefully for you, on all that God is, that he's done, and what he's promised us. When I process that in my mind, I get a sense of inner peace. And my prayer is, I hope, I hope you do as well. You know, part of uh, preparing for this was Brian gave me some, some sermons to listen to, and I did a little on my own, but, but uh, a couple of them that he gave me were from Tim Keller. And I, uh, oh, you know, my, I'm never going to be that way. I wish I had, and, and, and I wish I had Brian's ability to speak. Um, and I don't mean as a knock on you, Brian, but it's Tim Keller or these guys that, you know, are, uh, he is so good. His sermons on peace. At one point, I almost thought, you know what? I should just come up here, say, hey, if you really want a great sermon on peace, I'm going to play this. <laughs> um, but, but he, uh, if you want to link to those sermons on peace, you can email me I'm through the summit or Brian. They are really, really, really good. Uh, but one of the things he talks about, and this is kind of funny for me because uh, as I was putting this together, my mindset was I want to get people to mentally think, okay, in order for me to be at peace, I have to mentally engage with the Spirit's help. I have to mentally engage with God. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm being truthful here. That was my idea. When I listened to the Tim Keller sermon, I was... I guess in a way, maybe a little prideful. I was part of my wife because she said, you can't be prideful. Um, that, oh my gosh, my train or where I wanted to go with a sermon is right where Tim Keller was going. And I'm thinking, well, okay, I guess I'm, uh, I'm not equating myself to Tim Keller, but maybe I am, I don't know. Um, but he, his, his message in there was, you have to think. And I wrote this down. I want to make sure I get this right. He referred to thinking as a process we can do to get something in your life, God, that will provide a sense of us being being protected. And protected leads to a sense of peace. 
So again, I just want to stress, what can you do when you leave, before you leave, is just help the Spirit, submit to the Spirit, engage, and focus on who God is. Romans 6.11 says, Those who walk in the Spirit rely on the Spirit to guide them in thought, word, and deed. Let's say that again. Romans says, Those who walk in the Spirit, us, rely on the Spirit to guide them in thought, word, and deed. What does it look like to you? Do you know someone? Do you know someone? Or can you picture someone that allows the Holy Spirit to guide them in all those areas? I've been pondering this thing for a while. Do I allow the Holy Spirit to guide me in what I think and what I say and what I do? The answer to that is, in most cases, not nearly enough. Um, so I'd ask you to, to, to ponder that same question. It's not meant to lay a guilt trip on you. It's just a reminder that those of us on our journeys need the Holy Spirit. And again, we all know our journeys aren't going to end until we see Christ in person. So the, the thought of, of thinking through allowing the Spirit to guide me in what I say, what I think, and what I do is, is critical. So peace, it's, it's really the essence of who God is. Well, it's part of the essence of love and all the other ones too, but I'm here to talk about peace. Um, it's also um, important to know that, that Christ wasn't always at peace. And quite honestly, the, 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 probably the most, oh, what's the right word, non-peaceful event that ever occurred is at the cross. You know, at the cross, Christ was not at peace. He was not at peace. He was separated from his father. We were separated from his father. There was this giant chasm between God and his people at that moment in time. Jesus went through, as we all know, an experience that no man ever, ever has or ever will go again. He carried to the cross. He carried the weight of mankind's sin and God's fury with him to the cross. He was not at peace. The good news is, is we know how this story ends. And because of Christ's work on the cross, we are now at peace with God. We hear that all the time, and, I, and we will continue to hear it, but I really want that to think, sink in too. We are at peace with God. God is at peace with us. So why, why mention that? Well, if we, can be with, if we can be at peace with God, the creator of the world, the creator of the universe, if we're at peace with him, we should be able to be, peace, we should be, able to be at peace here in our earthly temporary homes. All right, we now have a better appreciation of inner peace uh, and some semblance of what, it, of what it takes to experience it. What does it look like to others when one walks in the Spirit, walks in peace, and why is that important? As we learned in this study of Galatians, peace is just one aspect of the fruit. As Brian said earlier, it's one slice, it's one piece of the orange. But when the God of all peace comes to, a living, comes to live inside a believing heart, he begins, he begins to produce his own characteristics in that life. Our lives change. 
When God and the Spirit take over, our life's changed. As I mentioned, I'm, I've been blessed to be a part of a, a really great community group here. And I have so many really strong mentors. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really just, it's, it's a misnomer for me to say, I lead this group. It's, it's more of, I guess on paper I do, but this group is such a, an amazing group of people that I always feel mentored by this group. And uh, it's, it's a blessing that God has given me. A lot, a lot of the people in that group, the majority of them, they exhibit to me what it is to truly understand God's peace. Now, are they peaceful every day? You know, do they have no anxiety? Heck no. You know, anybody that walks around today 24-7 that says, I am just at peace, life's great, you know, we'd probably question their mental state. I get that. Um, but so many in this group give me hope as to what it looks like to understand what it takes to get that inner peace, to understand, to focus. And that's what they help me do is focus on who God is, what he's done, and what he's promised us. Um, I, I went on to say they have a unique ability to be able to live in a troubled and challenged world with a peace that would leave others asking, what's wrong with them? Don't they see that the sky's falling? Don't we all want that? We, we want someone to come up to us and say, you know, with all those issues that we talked about, what makes you different? Why aren't you upset? Why aren't you nervous? You know, why aren't you fretting? Why aren't you sweating? Any, any adjective you might want or verb you might want to use. Um, it's, I almost wish somebody would come up to me one day when I'm in that sense of peace and say, hey, what's with you? That time, that would be my, you know, a great opportunity and a great opening to share the gospel. All right, um, let's talk a little bit about external peace. Romans, can we go to slide seven, please? Live peaceably with all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And what I want to stress to you is live peaceably with all. This is God's call to us. We do need to think about the words we say. We need to think, I wrote it down here. We must work on listening, thinking before we speak, and being slow to anger. No guilt trip here. It's not intended. It's just a, a way of we're called upon to be peacemakers. So this is more of the external, not the internal peace. Just want to stress, stress that uh, that should always be in our mind. We are Christ's examples, and uh, the way we treat and interact with others is, uh, is significant. Just think about this. What if everyone who called themselves a Christian thought about what they said, what, they, what uh, their actions, maybe thought about what they put on social media in the world we live in today? If we thought about that before we did it, if everyone that called themselves a Christian did that, wouldn't this world be a bit more peaceful? It means peace. It means uh, different things to different people. As I said at the beginning, my hope today was when you leave here, A, you want us to do a little bit more studying, homework, meditation, praying on peace. B, I also hope you can leave here today thinking, you know, peace is achievable. I just need to really focus on, on that sovereign God, who he is and what he's done, and know that he's in control. This is to all of you that I've met on this journey for this sermon, to those that exhibit a sense of peace that only comes from God. 
Thank you. Thank you for being the salt and the light that Christ calls us to be. Thank you for showing the world what it means to have peace in Christ. Thank you for being examples to others like me that aren't that far along in their journeys as you may be. You, you're, you do have an impact on others. We have an impact on others. But for those of you that really exhibit that state of peace, both internally and externally, thank you. It helps those like me on our journey. I just want to say, um, as, a, as an elder, it's a privilege and honor to serve this church. It really is. And I want to thank Brian for giving me the opportunity to do this. As much as the last five months have been a roller coaster of emotions, getting ready to do it, and then knowing the subject matter was so relevant to where we live today, it's, been, uh, it's just been a great journey for me. And I keep using that word, but that's what it is. So, Brian, thanks for giving me the opportunity. I do appreciate you all giving a box sales guy, that's what I do, I sell empty boxes, uh, a chance to come up here. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending us your spirit. Help us to allow the spirit to lead us, to guide us. Let us be filled with the fruit and help us as we do our best to be an example of who you are. Bring folks into our lives that need to hear about you. Give us the words we need to help share the gospel. Help us as we try to be peacemakers in a world that cries out for peace. Allow us to live and be at peace. Allow us to live and be at peace in a world full of troubles and chaos by focusing on, by focusing and thinking on who you are, what you've done, and what you will do. Let us not forget that you are a loving, graceful, merciful, peace-loving, sovereign God.